today's episode of Heritage Minute, we will be unraveling a dark chapter in Canadian history, a topic that is often avoided due to the guilt and shame our country feels. I am your host, Betty Chen, and it's time we explore the history of residential schools by looking at Gord Downey's final released album, Secret Path. This Canadian songwriter reveals the truth behind residential schools and the trauma it has left within Indigenous communities through his music. We're going to discuss the story of Chani Wenjak and Gord Downey's legacy. The origins of residential school systems can be traced back to as early as the 1830s. However, the federal residential school system began around 1883. Residential schools were established by the Canadian government alongside Christian churches with the purpose of eliminating all aspects of Indigenous culture and to assimilate them into the Western Canadian society. Their goal, quote-unquote, was to kill the Indian in the kid. This system essentially stripped Indigenous youth of their individuality and replaced them with new unfamiliar identities. Most of the time, survivors return home from residential schools having completely forgotten their native heritage, making them, as Gord Downey said, a stranger to their family and original communities. The school disrupted lives and communities, causing long-term problems and intergenerational trauma among the Indigenous population. During the time that residential schools existed, over 150,000 Indigenous children were systematically taken away from their families. More importantly, the families were prevented by law from resisting, meaning that they were powerless when it came to protecting their loved ones. In order to educate the children properly, we must separate them from their families. Some people may say that this is hard, but if we want to civilize them, we must do that. A federal cabinet minister, 1883. Chani Wenjak was an Anishinaabe boy from Agoki Post, Ontario, who fell victim to the residential school system. At the age of nine, Chani and his two sisters were all forcefully taken away from their family and sent 600 kilometers away from home to board at the Cecilia Jeffrey Indian Residential School in Kenora, Ontario. Chani attended the school for two years until he finally could not handle the suffocating environment and decided to run away on October 16, 1966. Secret Path. The name Gord Downey used to describe the route that Chani followed on his hopeless but desperate journey back home from which he died. A nearly impossible journey that many indigenous children were willing to take to escape that nightmare of a place. Gord had first learned about residential schools and Chani's story when his brother, Mike Downey, had told him about an article written by Ian Adams in 1967 called The Lonely Death of Charlie Wenjack. 
In that moment, Gord had realized how little next to nothing him and other Canadians knew about the injustices Indigenous communities were experiencing. Charlie Winjack, I think, represents this story that happened to so many children, and uh, there's people that just don't know anything about it. It's going to turn around. From that day on, the frontman of the Canadian rock band The Tragically Hip decided that he was going to spend the rest of his life making sure that the death and the suffering of Chani and thousands of other indigenous youth would not be forgotten. He had a vision of spreading what Marie Sinclair had once said in an interview with The Citizen. He stated, This is not an Aboriginal problem. This is a Canadian problem. Because at the same time that Aboriginal people were being demeaned in the schools and their culture and language were being taken away from them and they were being told that they were inferior, they were pagans and that they were heathens and savages and that they were unworthy of being respected, that very same message was being given to the non-Aboriginal children in the public schools as well. As a result, many generations of Canadians had their perception of Indigenous people tainted and chose to discriminate based on false stereotypes. I think at the time of his life, he's coming to an end of his life, and he knows it. And he wanted to do something meaningful. You know, something that people would remember. If this is the last thing I do, then I'm very happy, you know. And if I have any pull or any push at all, this is what I want to do. Nothing else really matters to me. Gord Downey and his team took the 10 poems Gord incited by the story of Chani Wenjak and created Secret Path, a Canadian multimedia art project that includes a music album and tour, a graphic novel, and a television film. With this incredible work of art rapidly becoming more and more influential, he soon became the voice of indigenous communities that had once been silenced and a source of encouragement to individuals afraid to speak up. Secret Path uses music and images to share emotions, intentions, and meanings with the hope of putting our country on a path towards reconciliation. We cannot hold on to the pain anymore. There has been enough suffering. This hurts us every single day, but this is also what makes our generation stronger. Thanks to the Downey family for bringing my family together after so many years, and for some of us, the first time. Even though Gord Downey passed away on October 17, 2017, his legacy continues to live on. The Gord Downey and Chani Wenjack Fund was created out of two families coming together aiming to build cultural understanding. DWF embodies Gord's commitment and that of his family to improving lives of Indigenous people in Canada by building awareness, education, and connections between all Canadians. This is what Gord believed. Um, I think there's a chance to, you know, not just look at all the things that have gone wrong, all the things that have happened over the last 150 years and try to figure out the blame and try to figure out... Um, 
you know, what, what went wrong. I think the opportunity is actually to look at ourselves in a new way. And, and I think, you know, as Canadians, we spend a lot of time saying what we're not. I think there's an opportunity to maybe talk about what we could be. And I think what we could be is a really inclusive country that figured out what we had done wrong and then sort of committed ourselves to trying to not only own that, but also build on that. The last residential school closed not long ago in 1996. The government has made some efforts for reconciliation, but they are far from enough. Numerous promises have been made, however the majority of them are yet to be fulfilled. Indigenous people still live in communities that lack basic resources like clean and safe drinking water. Not to mention, there is still a lack of people who are aware of these issues. It is only when we take a closer look at this unacceptable part of our country's history and promote love and humility that we will be able to take the first step to move forward and actually make a difference. Once again, I am Betty Chen and this is Heritage Minute. Thank you.